0: Welcome to the Well Studying Podcast. This is episode 217. Today is March 8th, 2017. I'm your host, John Pagliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at InvestableWealth.com. Well, today the news is all abuzz about problems at Starbucks. Uh, they announced that they're losing some market share to their competitors. They've had some other problems and stumbles along the way. We're going to talk about that in this episode. Before I get started, I do want to mention that because many of you have asked me for a additional content and specifically people have asked me to create some videos i have done that those are now up um, over at, um, at YouTube. To find those, I think the easiest way, you can either search on YouTube for my name or if you uh, just go over to wellsteading.com and look, you'll see that I have a new tab up at the top and it's uh, for videos. I have, uh, I think, about three videos up so far. One of them, incidentally, is something I did today on Starbucks, so you might want to check that out. I will um, ask you that if you're so inclined and you and you like videos over at YouTube that you will subscribe to the channel and you need to do that directly at uh YouTube you can't do that from my website so uh, as always your comments are appreciated the more feedback i get from you the more that you share those videos and you know the, the more that they get viewed obviously the more effort i'll put into producing more content so hey let's get started let's talk about Starbucks as I mentioned today they announced they're losing market share Uh, the stock was down almost one percent a day it's been pretty choppy uh, over the last three months or so and in fact it hasn't had a a good twelve months overall but it's held up you know it's held up fairly well Uh, the last three months have, have been a little more problematic and, you know this is really just a reoccurring uh, issue at Starbucks it's really you know what I call their personality you will hear me talk about the personality of a stock well with something like Starbucks what we've seen in the past is that they'll stumble they'll have a problem maybe they'll have a little pullback in profits or sales everybody will jump on them criticize them talk about oh you know no one's gonna pay three or four or five dollars for a cup of coffee I'm too cheap to spend that kind of money on coffee and I really don't drink coffee to begin with anyways. Uh, so it's not for me, but that doesn't preclude me for, from investing in it. As you know, if you're a long-term listener here, Starbucks is in my portfolio. I think that overall, it's it's been a good performer. It does tend to have these consolidation periods where it goes through, and then all of a sudden, it just breaks out and goes on to all-time new highs. That's what I think is going to happen with Starbucks. Uh, That is not to say, though, that it couldn't go lower and there could be problems as we see, uh, you know, them go through another phase of growing pains. One of the problems they have is their own success. And that's that, uh, you know, over the past uh, 20 years or whatever, they have really brought a, a high level of premium coffee to the american market now if you go to a uh, to europe and in particular like italy uh they have always drank espressos and and expensive more flavorful coffees that isn't necessarily a tradition we've had in the us starbucks was a company that recognized that uh they could change american's taste when it comes to coffee and so they've done that over the last you know what i say you know couple decades and as a result of that though in a way they're a victim of their own success because they've created a lot of competition everything from um, you know specialty coffees at Dunkin Donuts or Donalds as you know the fast food type players as well as just a bunch of mom and pops have sprung up all over the place and so that's a good thing and a bad thing i think overall what we've seen though is that every time new competitors come into the marketplace Starbucks is such a premium brand and they have such pricing power that um, as, the, as the pie grows larger for premium coffees you know they're always on top you know I don't want to totally discount the fact that they're acknowledging that they're having some problems right now the stock is at a fairly high valuation I don't think it's unreasonable Forward earnings on Starbucks is currently at about um, 22 and times earnings. Uh, now that that is a premium valuation, but when you look at their pricing power, their profit history, and their overall growth, I don't think that that's unreasonable. Certainly, when we're in a world when we're seeing you know a lot of blue chip stocks are at 20, 21, 22 times earnings, and they have no pricing power, uh, no real growth prospects, uh, you know, beyond just growing with with inflation, and no, you know, premium brand like we see at Starbucks. So I don't think that, although that valuation is high, I don't think it's unreasonable. Starbucks can always pull a rabbit out of their hat by offering to do a larger buyback program, something like that. Um, they do consistently have increase in sales. Now again, that may change going forward uh, particularly may slow down a little bit and if something like that happens there will definitely be a pullback in the stock at this point I'm not worried I'm not worried yet in particular when I talk about you know their earnings potential uh, I'm looking at, at some statistics here their gross margins are something like 60% and so you know if they have to come out and offer some discounts or some promotions or or you know do something that's promotional they've got a lot of room in those profit margins. You know, they're not going to compete head to head with Dunkin' Donuts. I'm not worried about that happening. They're too much of a premium brand. But they do have some margin that they can either give back in terms of offering promotions or just in getting out and really spending a lot of money on advertising. And Starbucks has that aura about it, that pizzazz. You know, people want to carry that cup around that's been you know this way for a long time i don't see it changing uh the other thing is is that starbucks is continuing to expand they are all over asia they have um, a lot of growth prospects not only in asia they've actually you know announced that they're moving in fact they may have i believe already opened their first uh Restaurant in Italy, and you know, that's a market that they've avoided all these years simply because you know, the local cafe, you know, in Italy on on every corner, that the locals own that market. Uh, Starbucks is trying even to make some headway into Italy. So, overall, I'm not worried about it. If you look at the video that I put out there today on YouTube about Starbucks and it's the same title as this this podcast its problems at Starbucks. If you look at that I show the fifth the relationship with the 50 and the 200 day moving average. Up till now Starbucks has had pretty good support at that 200 day moving average. If it breaks significantly below that 200 day moving average, I will reassess things. I might be concerned at that point. Right now I'm I have a hold on the stock. Um, And again, that can change tomorrow, but for right now, I'm not planning on selling my stock, nor at this point am I planning on adding to it. I will say, though, um, and this is in terms of their management, a lot of the faith I'm putting in this is with their management team. Now, you don't often hear me talk about the management of a company, and that's generally because I'm a swing trader, and when I swing trade, I hold a stock for Maybe a couple of weeks, a couple of months, something like that, right? I'm not a long-term buy-and-holder of stocks, and so generally, I don't care so much about the management if I plan on, you know, flipping the stock in three months. Now, there are exceptions to that, though, and Starbucks is one of those companies. Walmart is another one. One of the reasons I've been so upbeat about Walmart is specifically because of McMillan, and because he came in and you know, he's a long time guy at Walmart but he specifically came in and took over the reins as the CEO at Walmart in 2014 and that's when I think they started making some major improvements everything from you know stepping up their game in competing against Amazon to having uh, better quality employees cleaner stores more products on the shelf things like that i attribute that to him and i don't mind holding Walmart longer than i normally would it pays a solid dividend i to think it has good growth prospects down the road and I'm not worried about them going out of business now I apply a similar logic to Starbucks I like the management team there I particularly like Howard Schultz now there are some issues with Schultz transitioning out of the company and who's gonna fill his shoes I think they do need to resolve that but from what I've been able to to gather and learn about the inner workings at Starbucks they do have really good quality people at the very very top and I would say all throughout that organization they have some really good people. they have you know excellent operations people, whether it be at their headquarters or at their at their local restaurant level. My only problem with the leadership there, and this is specifically with Howard Schultz, is that sometimes I don't think that he's focused enough. Now, I don't assume that Howard Schultz listens to the Wellsteading podcast, and I uh, don't expect him to take any advice from me, but I'm going to give you my two cents and tell you what I think he should do. And the advice that I'd give to him is really advice I would give to any CEO, and that's that they should really keep quiet when it comes to political things and with expressing their political opinion. Now, I don't want to squelch free speech. I don't really care if someone has an opinion that's left or right of center. That doesn't bother me. However, there are a lot of other people that aren't like me and they do get all excited when companies or when management teams at companies uh, express their political opinions. And because of that, we have boycotts and just negative publicity, things like that. Again, it it isn't that I don't think that CEOs should have the the right to do what they want politically. Uh, Obviously, they can contribute. They can do all those things. But the management team at a company, particularly the the upper management, the CEOs, they have a fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders, their stocks. And that fiduciary responsibility is to make as best profits for the long term that they can. And so by going out and saying things that, you know, in a very polarized country that we live in, and we've been in this for many, many decades, if you come out to the right of an issue, you're going to make half the people mad. And if you come out to the left of an issue, you're going to make the other half people mad. Well, as a CEO, it's not your job, it's not your business to making prospective clients and existing clients and customers mad it's your job to produce great products and services so that you get more customers so your company makes more money so you can pay more dividends and profits to your shareholders so when it comes to political things and being politically correct I think CEOs like Howard Schultz should shut their mouths and run the business and again I want to emphasize here I'm not saying I agree or disagree with Schultz one way or the other in the things that he says as I've stated, I think he is a genius when it comes to being a chief executive officer and the way that he's run that company. He has my full support there. But I think that Schultz is very political, and you've heard me say before. I don't know how many times I've said it on the podcast, but I, I know I've said it here and I've said it many times publicly. I think that Schultz wants to run for president on the on the Democratic side. I think that had he run this past year, uh, he would have beat Hillary in a primary and you know if we had a billionaire in the in office today it probably wouldn't be Trump it probably would be Howard Schultz having said that though if his intent is to be political if he does want to run for office then he needs to resign he needs to cut his ties with Starbucks and he needs to focus his efforts on being a politician whenever CEOs start worrying more about being politically correct than they are about running the business they get themselves into trouble I can bring up countless examples of that and again this would be companies on both the left and the right I'll just give you a a quick example of what Starbucks has done I don't want to hear him say he's gonna go out and hire 10,000 XYZ baristas from uh, you know whatever uh, politically correct group there is next week I want to hear him say he's gonna be offering productivity improvements to help the bottom-line profits at Starbucks because that's all I care about as an investor incidentally when it comes to investing that's all you should care about too we put our money into asset classes that we think are gonna appreciate and then when we make profits from that appreciation We can spend that money on the political and the social causes and the religious causes and whatever morality type causes that interest us on an individual level. But if we're broke, if we're poor, if we don't have any money, then we're a drain on the system and we can't impact it positively. So I'm all about making money and then using that money to do what I believe is right in my own circumstances, in my own local community, and among the people that are around me that I can impact on a daily basis. (laughs) But I digress. In any case, keep your eye on Starbucks. I'll be watching it closely. I'll in particular be watching the price and volume action. If you own the stock, I think that you should be watching it as well. So that'll do it for today's episode. As always, thank you for joining me. Until the next episode, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.